Here's the first thing that I want you to discuss today is first, share your names. If you don't know the people that you're sitting with, uh, and you might want to get to know some other people. And then uh, go ahead and put up that uh, picture, uh, 10. Which look at this picture and, and discuss with the folks around you. When you look at this picture, what do you see? Do you see an old woman or do you see a young woman? Uh, so move around, uh, get to know some other people, introduce yourselves and discuss with them who do you see, young woman or old woman? Discuss. All right. We'll give you guys more chance to discuss later. How many of you see the young woman? Yeah. Uh, wow, wow. How many see the old woman? Okay. Uh, so first time I was introduced, I forget who originally drew this. Uh, the first way I was introduced to it uh, was through Stephen Covey's book. Uh, and uh, Stephen Covey uh, cites a survey where they put this in front of different classes. And they actually had a, a little bit different version of each picture. So one highlighted the younger woman a little bit. One highlighted the older woman a little bit. And what they found was that when you first saw the younger woman, then almost every time you look at the picture, that's what you saw. And even after someone showed you the older woman, it was a little tough for you to figure out exactly how to see her. And same, if you saw the older woman, if that was what you saw first, then that's what you almost always saw because your first impression of something shapes the way in which you see it from this point forward. Uh, and of course, in Stephen Covey's book, he's trying to get us to like look at things in a different way. And that's a little bit what we want to do today. Uh, today, we are talking about the idea of church. And a lot of us, when it comes to the idea of church, we have some sort of a preconceived idea of what church is. And it was often shaped by what we experienced first. So whatever we first experienced as church, to us, that's kind of what church is is. And so a lot of times we think of the idea of church, we think of things like this. We think of right, church could be like high church, you know, robes and organs. Uh, it could be very casual church, you know, jeans and tennis shoes. could be smoke machine church. Uh, I worked at smoke machine church for a while. That was kind of cool. Uh, it could be really energetic church. There's churches that, you know, dance in the aisles and that kind of stuff. There could be very subdued, you know, just kind of very calm church. Uh, there could be very highly programmed church. There could be very simple church. And, and here's what we want to say and what we try to say as much as we possibly can. All of those are fine. There, there's not like a right or wrong as far as that goes, but none of those are the point. Uh, none of us are going to like get together and like, that's not what we're high-fiving about of like, yes, we finally became a highly programmed church or yes, we finally got a smoke machine. Like all those are just possible ways in which you could, you know, all, all those are fine, but all of those in the end are tools. Uh, and we try to talk about this on a regular basis that when it comes to buildings, you can have, you can, you, know, you can meet in an Elks Lodge. We did that for a little while. You can meet in a bar. I know some churches that do that. You can meet in a big building with a steeple. Uh, but a building at the end of the day isn't the point. A building is just a tool. And you can have services twice a month. You can have service every week. You can have service that's very long. You can have services very short. All a tool. You can do events. You can do programs. All of those are good things that a church can do but they are just tools. They are just helpful things to move us to where we are trying to get. Uh, another way to think about it is a lot of times people will ask me uh, this question. They'll say, hey, 
how's church doing right now? Like, especially, they ask me regularly, but especially throughout the pandemic, that's a question of like, how is the church going? Like, how have we like managed through these last two years? And normally what they're asking when they're asking this question is how is church doing? What they're asking about is these things. They're wondering about how's attendance? Are people coming? Are they not coming? You know, how's finances? How are the programs? And here's what a lot of us know if you've spent any time around this church or any church, is these are not, sorry, go back one, uh, 10. These are not necessarily good indicators of how we are doing as a church. Because attendance could be very high, but it's still possible for us to be very unhealthy. Uh, it's possible that we might be doing great financially, but things might not be going well under the surface at all. It could be that we have excellent programming, but it could be that those programs aren't actually moving us to where we need to be. A much better indicator of how we are doing is to say, how are we doing? Well, let's look at, I can go to the next slide, 10 people. Uh, how are John, Ashley, Liam, Mari, Ty, Craig, Josiah? By the way, that's all the names of all of our leaders and their kids up there. I would put all of your names up there because a much better indicator of how church is doing is saying, how are the people in this church doing? How are they doing on the inside? How are they doing with their families? How are they doing with their relationships? Uh, how are they doing? And what we believe, what, what Jesus taught us, uh, John, uh, Jesus said this in John 10, is that he came that we may have life and have it to the full. What we believe is that what Jesus' goal for every single one of us is he wants to experience what he calls full life. He wants us to live lives that are just overflowing with, with peace and hope and joy. Uh, not necessarily that we're always going to have the best circumstances. Circumstances will go up and down. There's going to be pandemics. There's going to be natural disasters. There's going to be things that don't go the way that we want them to go in our lives. But it's possible, no matter what our circumstances, that we can have an absolutely full life. That's possible for every single one of us. Well, what we want to do as a church is, one, we want to ask, are you experiencing a full life? And we want to make sure that we're giving you tools that will help you be taking steps towards that full life, because we believe that that is absolutely possible for every single one of us. But it's not just about you, uh, because church is more than just a me. It's not just about are you experiencing a full life? Uh, if one of you, and I hope this is true, if one of you is experiencing that absolute full life right now, I mean, things are just getting knocked out of the park right now. I just Internally, I feel so good. I feel like I have um, healthy relationships. Like I feel really good about the way that things are going in life. If that's true for you, that's great. But if the other people that are sitting around you, if their lives are falling apart, <laughs> If internally they're just a mess, then the church is not doing well. You might be doing well, but the church is more than just about how you are doing individually. Uh, or more so, sometimes there can be a thought when it comes to church is people will say, well, I want to go to the service. I'm going to go to the program, and I want something that's going to feed me. Uh, and, and I get that. And I hope that when you come to a service, I hope that when you come to an event, I hope that when you're part of a group, I hope there is something about it that feeds you. 
But what we believe church is about is it's not about this like group of leaders and like our job is to like feed you. It's a group of people and we are feeding each other. You have something to give. I have something to give. We are all helping each other because church isn't just about a a me. Church is about a we. It's about a group of people that are growing together, that are helping each other grow to better love Jesus in the world. And what we believe is that it's not possible for you to grow into the full life that Jesus wants you to go into alone. That just this idea that it can be just me and Jesus off in a corner, that's not the idea. You need a group of people to help you move, and that group of people needs you to help you move. So what we're going to do today is we're going to give a chance to practice being the we that we believe church is all about. Uh, And where we get this from, uh, when we look at the New Testament, which is the part of the Bible that talks about Jesus, and then it's the launch of the church, and it gives lots of description about what the church is like. Again, it doesn't give almost any explanation about a lot of peripherals of the church. It doesn't tell us what kind of a building we need to meet in or even if we need to have a building. It doesn't tell us what kind of services we have to have. It doesn't tell us uh, what kind of instruments we need to have on stage. It doesn't say whether we should be in person or online. There's so much flexibility of how we can do church. But it is incredibly clear on as a group of people what we should be doing with each other. And those are listed in what's called the one another's. And if you read through the New Testament of the Bible, uh, if you want to get on a Bible software, you can get on BibleGateway.com and just put in one another and all of them will come up, which would be an interesting study for you. There's 59 of them, 59 ways that we're supposed to interact. Uh, Here's just a couple of them that we're supposed to devote ourselves to one another in brotherly love, that we're supposed to instruct one another. Again, This isn't the idea of like, there's a teacher, there's a pastor, and he's going to stand on stage and he is going to instruct all of us. It's that all of us have something to say. And we're supposed to instruct one another. We're supposed to serve one another. We're we're going to carry each other's burdens and confess our sins to each other. Someone else should know what's really going on. And there's 59 of these, so we can't do all of them today, and it would be inappropriate for us to do them all without you totally signing on for it. But I do want to practice at least three of these today. And here's the first one that we're going to do, is we're going to start with uh, build each other up slash encourage one another, the same kind of idea. Is there something that as we are a group of people together, we need people to say, you know what, here's what I really appreciate about you. I'm just getting to know you, but here's something I've really noticed. We should be the kind of people that when we hang around each other, we just, people see who we are. They see the gifts that we have. They see the things that we have done. They they see the things that we have said. They see the things that we're trying to get better at. And we just feel encouraged and built up. Uh, So I'm going to ask you uh, around your tables. If you're not at a table, go ahead and find a group that you can be at. And we're going to give you a few minutes. If you're watching on Zoom, you guys can break up into Zoom groups, and we want you to do this. Again, you might be sitting around people that you know very well, so it might be very easy. There might be people that you don't know all that well, but I'm guessing you guys are the kind of people who just 
with brief interactions, can find things that you really appreciate about the brief interactions you've had so far. So around your tables, I want to give you a few minutes, and I want you to spend some time building each other up and encouraging each other. Go. All right. Sorry to cut you off. If you have more to say, I'm sure that everyone would love to hear more encouragement later on. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and jump to the next one another. So the next one another's uh, are these, uh, to bear one another's burdens and comfort one another, because not all of life is sunny and rosy. Sometimes there's things that are going on in our lives, I'm sure for all of us this is true, that are stressful, things that are hard, uh, they could be relationally hard, they could be financially hard, there's things that are just difficult, and we shouldn't walk through the difficult things of life alone. And some of you today might be going through something that's really difficult. Some of you might be going through something that's just a little bit difficult. And whatever it is, you shouldn't go through it alone. So around your tables or uh, in the Zoom group, I want you to discuss and share what's really going on in your life. And here's what you need to be listening for, is you might hear somebody share something that you can help with. Someone might share a financial need, and you might have the finances to help with that. They might share something of like, man, I just need like, my spouse and I haven't had any time away. Like, we just need like a babysitter. You might be able to babysit. Uh, they might say, I have this thing going on in my house right now. It's really stressing me out. You might have the skills to help out with that. I don't know. If they share something and you think, you know what? That's something I could actually help you with. You should do that. There might be other things you're like, I, I wish I could help with that. I can't. But you know what? You're not going to be in this alone. I'm going to be with you in this, and I'm going to comfort you, which isn't just like, oh, I you know, care, but like, I, I want to, yeah, let's, let me know about that, and I'm going to be texting, I'm going to be following up, I, I want to know what's going on, because we want to go through the difficult things of life together. Uh, so, this is a little bit of a, a deep dive for people that maybe you don't know as well, but this is the kind of community we want to be. So, share what's going on in your life, and let's carry each other's burdens, and let's comfort each other. All right. Hope you guys got a chance to share. Again, you can keep sharing more uh, later on. I hope, like, one of the things that we always want to paint is kind of there's going to be this idea that church must be full of a lot of perfect people, that everything in their life is just hunky dory. And that's like, and if my wife's really a mess, then like, I probably shouldn't go to church today. And we want to break that. Uh, we think that church is a group of people that you're a part of. And so, when, one, all of us have stuff that we're a mess about. And when we are stressed, that's exactly when we should go. And you should go to your group. You should go to service. And we should bear one each other's burdens. And we shouldn't be afraid just to go and like just. We want to be that kind of a group of people. Uh, so let's let's do it. Yeah, there's an image for you. Uh, and speaking of that last, uh, one of the last ones we're going to do today is we're going to pray for one another. And this might be super intimidating, and a lot of you just like got nervous. Uh, but we're going to do it. It's going to be okay. Here's what we're going to ask you to do, uh, because I know for some of us, the idea of praying in general is something new, and that, that's okay. For some of us, especially praying out loud can be a very nerve-wracking thing. Uh, so what we're going to do, uh, if you were with us way back in the summer we did this, so you might be uh, uh, knowledgeable about it, is we're going to do sentence prayers. And so we want to hear one or two sentences. And so if you're someone who's really comfortable with prayer, 
Uh, we're asking you to not pray for a minute right now. We're asking you to pray one or two sentences. If you're really, really uncomfortable, we're not asking you to do a whole bunch. We're asking you to pray one or two sentences. And we're going to do... Uh, Zoom folks, you guys can figure out what the best way to do it is. I'm not sure. Uh, you guys, we're going to go left, okay? We just had to pick a direction. We're going to go left. So you're going to pray for the person on your left. Make sure you know their name. And you're going to give a sentence or two prayer based off of what you've already talked about. Maybe you want to thank God for the great things that you already see in them, that you've already encouraged them about, that you've built them up about. Or maybe you want to pray about the burden that they're carrying. Uh Sentence prayers. So if I was uh, praying for uh, my wife, Ashley, Jesus be with Ashley, help her to have a great presentation today because I knew she was a little bit nervous about that. Period. <laughs> That's what we want to hear, okay? God is big. God hears you. Uh, but we want to be in the business of praying for each other. And you don't need to be a spiritual giant to pray for somebody. All of us can pray for each other. So take a few moments around your tables in the Zoom and let's pray for each other. All right. Good job, everybody. Uh, some of you just prayed for the first time. So that's super exciting. I love that you did that. All right. This next one, uh, we're not going to practice in the room, but I want to just like get the, the wheels of the brain turning. Uh, so here's uh, one of the uh, one another's. It says, offer hospitality to one another. Uh, and that's one of the things that we so want to be as a church is we don't want to just be a group of people who get together when church programming happens. We want to be friends. Some of you guys know this quote. It's one of my favorites is that people aren't looking for a friendly church. They're looking for friends. They want people that are just to hang out with, to spend time with. Uh, and so we want to be a group of people that are inviting each other over for dinner, that are meeting each other for coffee, that are going sledding together with their kids. Uh, and so what I want you to do is look around the room, maybe look on the Zoom room, think of folks who maybe aren't here right now. And is there somebody that you've had a thought in your head of like, I would like to get to know that person more. They would be fun to hang out with. Uh, I would love to find a time to get together with them. And would you just make a note in your brain to say, at some point in the next week or two, I'm going to reach out to them and try to find some way that we can do hospitality. And I know it's weird in Zoom right now. Maybe you can go on a walk with masks on. Uh, maybe you can meet on a porch somewhere. Maybe you can just do a Zoom thing. I don't know. But I'm guessing you're creative enough. I would love if every Sunday after service, there was just like, everyone is like, hey, what are you doing for lunch? You want to come over? You want, you want to go out? You want, you want to go out for coffee? Hey, what are you doing this week? You want to get together sometime? You know, for folks who all work in a similar place, you know, for folks who all work down at the State Plaza or, you know, you all work on Wolf Road, for there just be a normal, we're just together. We're just spending time living our lives together. So just kind of make that note. And if you would just act on that of finding a way that you can be hosp hospitable to somebody this week, that would be amazing. Be the hospital, which is ho anyway. um, So last thing I want to talk about today is this idea of family uh, membership. So uh, on your tables, uh, you see these uh, uh, family uh, membership forms. Uh, you can take a look at that. If you're watching online, uh, there should be a link where you can check this out. And one of the things that we're asking is we want to know, like we said, we want to be a church where anyone can come. And so just because you attend one of our services doesn't necessarily mean that you're 
in the family. You might be just kind of checking it out. But it's a big step to be able to say, you know what? I want to actually be a part of this thing. And here's what we mean by being a part. Is it's looking at these beliefs that we've been talking about since the beginning of the fall. And it's one saying, I, I, I have doubts, I have questions like everybody. But I'm to the point where I think I really believe these things. And not just that I believe these things. I want to live these things out. I am convinced that putting these beliefs in actions is the best way to live. And then maybe most important, I can't do this on my own. I need a group of people to do this with. Uh, and so one of the questions that we're looking at with the idea of family membership is you look at is it, who exactly do I want another? Because when you, when you look at this list of 59 different one another's, they're like pretty big and deep. Uh, so here's just a few of the other uh, one another's. I'll go through these pretty quickly. You're supposed to wash one another's feet. You're supposed to be, again, devoted to each other in brotherly love, instruct one another, serve one another, carry each other's burdens. We've done that today. Uh, teach one another, admonish one another. That's saying some hard things sometimes. Make your love increase and overflow for each other. So I should love you more in the future than I love you right now. This is growing. This is a progression. Build each other up. Encourage one another daily. Not We did it once. This is a regular thing. Spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Confess your sins to each other. Each one should use whatever gifts he has received to serve others. Stay on that one for a second, Tim. So all of those are... are that's like a big relational level. So one of the things that we say, who exactly should I be doing this for? And what I want to say is that it would be wrong. It would be crossing a boundary to try to do that with everybody. We want to love everybody in the world. But for me, just to walk across the street to one of the houses, to someone who I don't know, and say, hi, I'm here to admonish you. Uh, I'm here to confess my sins to you. That's inappropriate. They haven't given me permission, and I have not asked for their permission to have that kind of a relationship. Uh, Another way that I think of it, as far as like family stuff, uh, we live on a street, and we have a great street. And on our street, we have lots of kids, which is super fun, and our kids all play together. And and I love all the kids who live on our street. But there's a different level of responsibility and actions that I have towards my kids that live in my house compared to the other kids that play with my kids and that I see. So we have rules in our house. You know, we have a certain time we tell our kids to go to bed. We have certain foods we tell them they can eat and they can't eat. And that's all, I think, perfectly fine for me to have that with my kids. But for me to go and knock on one of my neighbor's doors and say, hey, it's bedtime. You guys need to go to bed. I don't have that permission to tell them what they should do. Uh, When it comes to parent-teacher conference time, I'm not going to my neighbor's parent-teacher conference and saying, hey, I just want to be invested in your kid's education. I just want to know whatever I can do to help out. That's not my responsibility. I love them, but they're not in my family. Now, if the circumstance were to ever change and something, you know, where somehow we adopted one of those kids, I don't don't want to go too far down this metaphor because it gets bad, but if somehow they were to ever be a part, then all the responsibility that I feel for them would change 
dramatically. And that's what we want to have as a group of people. We want to be a group of people who love it. One of my fears is I, I don't like the idea of like an us versus them, of like, hey, here's the church people and here's the, you know, and I, it's kind of this like, I don't like that at all. We want to be a group of people that loves everybody. We want a group of people that is completely open to anybody ever coming and checking out what we're doing. And that if anybody ever wants to join our family, they can do that. But there should be, I think what Jesus paints a picture of, a special relationship for people who have given permission to put their hands in the air to say, no, 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 I, I want to be a part of this family. Uh, I, I'm giving you permission that you can encourage me. I'm giving you permission. I want you to carry my burdens. I'm giving you permission. We're going to be the kind of people where we're going to confess our sins to each other. I, I want to have a different kind of relationship with you than you have with the normal folks out there. And I think this is genius. This is Jesus' idea of what's going to make the biggest difference in the world. Uh, here's the last one another, and this is kind of like the grand one another. This is one like all the other one another's really fit underneath. All of them are just explaining really how we live out this big one another. This is what Jesus said. So the new command I give you, I want you to love one another. And in case there was no mistake about what he means by that, because Love can mean so many things. It's like, you know, love as I love myself, because sometimes I don't love myself that well. Love as I want to be loved, because sometimes my expectations aren't as high. Jesus paints it very clear what love should look like. Love as I have loved you. The way in which you see me love, that's how I want you to love other people. So you must love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Our hope would be that we are loving each other. And the thing that should be so attractive about the church, uh, about Christ Church Albany, hopefully about every local church, is that other folks see the way in which we treat each other. And there's this thought of like, that's, that's how I know that they're following Jesus. And I, I want that. And I would argue that they need that. I mean, all of us need someone to pray for us, don't we? All of us need someone that, like, we're not carrying our burdens alone. I think one of the biggest felt needs in the world is that we need people to encourage. We, these one another's are things that all of us, that everyone in the world desperately needs, and they should see that we are doing it in such an amazingly light-giving, graceful, attractive way that everyone is saying, I, I want to know more about that. Uh, so what we're going to ask you to do today, and this won't be the only uh, opportunity for this, but this is a opportunity, and it's one of the first opportunities we've had in a while, that if you're someone that says, I, I want in on that. <laughs> I want to be a part of this family. I want to be a person who's living these things out, and I need help to do it. And I think I have some help to offer other people to do that, which is living out these one another's together. Uh, we're going to ask you to sign uh, this covenant. And this is not magical. This doesn't really do anything outside of it. It's just a, a time and space where you put your hand up and say, I'm doing this. The real work actually comes when you do it. So for the next weeks and months and years when you're actually living these things out, that's the real goal. But this is now just something where right now, if you ask me, John, who are the people that are actually trying to live this thing out and trying to help each other? I don't totally know. 
So this is a little bit of a space where we can say, I, I want to let everybody know I'm in for this. Uh, and uh, Lenore, I'm asking you to start uh, heading up. Uh, Lenore is going to sing a, a song, which I think just encapsulates this whole deal. And as we sing this song, if you're someone who wants to sign, by the way, I gave you two options on there. So some of you, you've been coming over the last two years where we haven't talked a lot about church membership because of pandemic and lots of craziness. So if you've never become a family member of Christ Church Albany, you can sign and you can make a, a moment to do that. And that'll be amazing. Some of you, you've been here for a little while and uh, you've already signed something that looks a little bit like this and you've become a member, but a lot of time has gone by since then. So just marking that, you know what? I've been a family member, but I'm still all in for this. That could be a huge step uh, for you to do today. Uh, and then if you're here in the room, uh, I put a little clothesline up there by each of the windows. If at some point during this song, if you have signed it, if you'd be willing to take your sheet and go over and hang it on one of those paper clips, then that would be uh, a, an amazing thing. And just as kind of a visual symbol of I am in for this. Now, very important. If you're not at the point where you want to sign this, that's okay. We want to be a place where people can say, I'm here, I'm checking this out. This family seems interesting. I want to know more, but I'm not sure yet. Totally fine. Maybe a month from now, maybe a year from now, you'll be at the point where you're willing to say, I'm, I'm giving you permission now. I want to be a part of the family. That could be amazing. Uh, but if today you've been thinking through this for a while, you understand these beliefs and you want to be a part of this family, you have the chance to do that. Uh, folks that are watching online, you obviously can't walk over here and put on the clothesline, but I'd still love for you to do something publicly. So if you want to like in the chat or if you want to raise your hand, do some sort of a I'm in or I'm still in thing, that could be a really amazing thing for all of us to see. Uh, so Lenora's going to sing. Please sing along with her uh, because this, this is what we're trying to do. And if you're ready, uh, you can go put your sheet over there on the clothesline. I'm going to go put mine over there. <laughs> 